Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluber. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. Let's have a day, baby. Come on. I need to fade that out more. I need to draw that out. That's a hype. That's a hype intro song. Hey, guess what? This is attempt number two. Okay. When you're a podcaster, let me give you a little lesson, a little, or a little rundown. And I feel like I'm qualified. I feel like I'm, I can back this opinion and this statement or this opinion and whatever. Right. You know, I've done, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I, I don't know about you guys, but before I even get into what I'm going to get into, um, which is going to be the sidebar before I really get into the CrossFit stuff. Hey, the open happened. Hey, I did an open workout. My back didn't break. My knee isn't torn off. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. We're going to get there. Um, but I think I may have mentioned this before. I don't love calling myself an expert on anything or even really qualified to give people advice with conviction or um, any sort of hubris. And yes, I learned the word hubris two weeks ago. I looked it up and I just used it for the first time. I hate doing that. It's a little bit of imposter syndrome, but it's also something where at 27 years old, I don't feel as though I don't feel entitled to give I don't feel entitled to like seriously give other people uh, advice and and really suggest that from my side of things that that's exactly what they should do because I am very very and always have been very keenly aware of the fact that regardless of the situation it could be, hey, what should we eat for dinner tonight? Or it should be, hey, in this specific scenario, I'm getting at, here's how a podcast kind of works behind the scenes. We're going to get there in a second. Or, hey, here's what you should do for a workout. In most cases, if you're an adult, you're 20, 25, 30, maybe 40 or 50 years old, you have so much experience, life experience, pre-existing notions and ideas of how things work a different upbringing, a different demographic, you're white, you're black, you're 300 pounds, you're 200 pounds, you have this food allergy. Like there's so many different things that go into your individual equation as a human um, that in almost anything, I, I don't feel comfortable giving advice that I feel like, yeah, people should definitely do this. But here I go podcasting is one of the few things that I feel like I know a little bit about and I can really just offer my experience on. This is take number two. I haven't done a second take of a podcast in over two years, let alone on this podcast where, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but this is the sideshow to the main gig that we have, right? The washed up walk-ons is the real deal. 
It's a little bit more produced. We've got Kevin and Drake on there. This is just my thing, audio journal. Hell, I hardly even edit it. I throw it up on the anchor. Like there's no spot. Like it's just, this is what it is. So why would I do a second take? Well, I realized that earlier when I went on rambling about week one of the CrossFit Open and how I did and my thoughts and my feelings, I talked for 30 minutes and halfway through, I noticed myself that I was, I was checked out. I didn't even care what I was saying. And a lot of it was just like me doing this weird leaderboard. Like I was checking the leaderboard and trying to explain like, oh, this is how the leader. None of it that you would have cared about. I've collected those thoughts from the first take of this, outlined them, which I should do more often. And hopefully this episode is a better representation of what I'm trying to say and is a little bit more respectful to everybody listening and your time, right? Maybe I can condense this down into like a 20-minute deal. It can be way more concise, way more easy to understand, a little bit more, uh, has a better through line, right, as we're telling the story, because that's what we do is we tell a little story. So here we go, okay? Last week at this time, I stood here and I told you, hey, the CrossFit Open is going to be released tomorrow. I'll be honest. I had a lot of um, positive anxiety if that's such a thing, about last Thursday, uh, six days ago. Um, I, I truly, and, and you guys can probably hear this when I talk about it, I truly love CrossFit. The, I love the methodology as a, uh, as, as a general health and fitness program. I love the sport. I love the nerdiness of the analytics. I love following the storylines of the elite athletes. I love personally trying to be um, and execute my own life in a way that puts me in a similar light. I love everything about it. I love the drama. I love the name a thing about CrossFit and I love it. So, the, you know, and, and now that I've dedicated myself to this, it makes it even more of a thing, right? And it doesn't matter who cares or how much. You know, there's people out there that don't even know what CrossFit is. But for me, this is my fucking Dungeon and Dragons, baby. Like this, you know, like, well, and even I'm a, I'm a Harry Potter guy. I'm not the Harry Potter guy where around Christmas when the, I mean, it feels like the, the whole series is just on repeat on a certain channel all the time. But on Christmas time, right, it's December and they're, they're doing the Harry Potter marathons over the weekend and the Potterheads out there. They sit in, they grab the bag of Cheetos and a bowl of ice cream, and they don't leave the, the basement for 20 hours, right? That, that's, that's what CrossFit is to me. So I was absolutely pumped for last Thursday and the announcement, and, um, and it didn't disappoint. The announcement featured two athletes that are, um, no other way to put it, they are absolutely elite. Uh, they are the best of the best. Both of them have participated in the CrossFit Games six or more times. One of them has been there nine times. Um, the other one has gotten second at the Games three times. Um, they are two of the best 10 CrossFit athletes from the last 10 years. That's the guys. There's two guys. On the girls' side, 
sort of a different story. They've got two up and comers, two girls who kind of came onto the scene in 2018, two former collegiate athletes, young guns, um, and they're both badass and they are really, really good. And so we got to watch each one of those pairs throw down on 22.1. It was in Denver, Colorado, mile high, and all of these athletes train at a low altitude. So they were kind of at a disadvantage, right? A little harder to breathe oxygen, just works a little bit differently with your system up there. Um, but nonetheless, they put on a fantastic show. And the workout was announced to be 15 minutes AMRAP, 15 minute AMRAP. For those that don't know, we've talked about EMOMs and how I love EMOMs as a training piece. Um, and it's just an acronym, every minute on the minute. And AMRAP is probably even a little bit more common in, in the general fitness world. Another great tool and, and can be used in, in many situations as a great training piece. As many reps, the R stands for reps or rounds as possible. A-M-R-A-P, AMRAP in 15 minutes. It essentially means here's one or two or three or 10 movements, right? Here's how many reps of each movement for each round. You're going to go through this cycle as many times as you can. And as I mentioned last week on the pod, that is often the case when it comes to the open workouts, because that format allows the best of the best to really push the envelope of the top end of what's possible in this case. And you'll get a little bit more perspective on this. The top score for this workout was 392 reps. Um, whereas your average score was going to be somewhere around half of that, right? Maybe 200 reps. And a workout where you could have and many people who are just new to CrossFit or aren't good or don't train to be competitive scoring in the one hundreds, right? You know, anywhere from 120 to 180, you know, around that, that area. What that does is it, it, it stretches out the scoreboard where we can really start to see some separation, right? And when you have 200,000 people, actually 300,000 people competing in a competition, you have to have that. And that's how many people there are. So, um, 15-minute AMRAP of three wall walks. A wall walk is you basically lay on the floor on your stomach um, with your feet flat against the wall, and you are sort of laid outward from the wall, right? Your feet are on the wall. Your head is on the other side. You push up on your hands basically into like a plank position, a pike position, and you walk your feet up the wall, and then you start to walk your hands back into the wall so that eventually at the top of the rep, you are belly to the wall. It's like if, and, and you're, you're flat against the wall, your feet are up top, your hands are down bottom. You're doing a handstand against the wall with your, and you're facing the wall. You walk back down. There's a certain line standard you have to follow completed rep. You go again, three of those get up, grab the dumbbell, 50 pounds for the men, 35 for the women. You do 12 alternating dumbbell snatches. Everybody kind of knows what that is. You pick the ground. It's basically one long movement, explosive. You grab the dumbbell from the floor and you go all the way overhead. You can switch then in the air to the other hand. You tap the dumbbell on the ground all the way overhead. You're alternating six reps on each arm. 
for a total of 12 each round. You set that down and you go to box jumps, 15 box jump overs. You hop up on the box. The standard in this specific workout was you have to step down, which is for safety. And that's a whole, again, there's a whole other drama around that for the competitive athletes and stuff, but that's the safest way to do a box jump over. You step down on the other side, turn around, do the same thing. 15 of those three, 12, 15, one round of this workout, 30 reps. If we remember, let's take a step back. Last week, I talked about how my back, uh, I think I was pretty candid about it. I, I very possibly, you know, in the last couple of weeks had a stress fracture or a um, whatever you want to call it, a micro fracture in my low, low back. Hasn't given me tons of fits, right? Um, it has at times caused my low back to tighten up more than normal at the end of a workout. Um, it's really only painful. It gets to a painful level if I lay directly on it, like if I curl up in an egg position or like a fetal position and put all of the weight on that spot. Um, so that was something that had to be considered. What isn't great for back movement? Well, dumbbell snatches. So didn't necessarily want to see those in this first workout. Not because I was worried about them hurting because they didn't hurt more because I just hadn't trained them in the last month because of this back issue. Okay. What else would be bad if, for instance, I had a knee problem where my knee was had a little overuse, a little tendonitis from some heavy, heavy squat cycles I've been doing. Um, what would be bad for that? Well, high rep box jumps wouldn't be great. And what do you know? They wrote the workout for your boy. Lots of dumbbell snatch, lots, lots of box jumps. So I was um, excited to see them do the workout, excited that the workout had been released, excited that everything has started. I was a little bit salty with what actually came out. Now, um, because I am a programmer, I immediately go to, okay, I'm not only a programmer, but I'm an athlete in this competition. Um, so I immediately go to, hey, let's break down this workout. Let's see, in my mind, knowing what people can do, the capabilities of the best versus the capabilities of people that are really good versus me. What's going to be a great score on this workout? What are the pros going to get? What, what, how many rounds are they going to push? Immediately in my mind, and there's a way in a process of doing this, most of it is just being familiar with lots of lots of CrossFit workouts, how things work, how many reps per second each movement takes, how many uh, seconds of transition from the box to the dumbbell to the, to the wall, like all of this stuff, right? It's just a lot of, you have to kind of just be in the space to know. But in my mind, I thought, you know what? The best are going to go and they're going to grab 12 rounds plus some change. 30 rounds, uh, 30 reps around, if you remember me saying that five minutes ago, that's 360 reps in this workout. I was basically spot on. There were a few fringe athletes, and this is always going to be the case. There's a few fringe athletes, and I mentioned it at the top, who went and got 13 rounds or close to it, 390 reps. The top score, an 18-year-old girl who happens to be from 10 minutes down the road from me here in Iowa, um, Mallory O'Brien, seventh fittest woman on earth in 2021, 
poised to be potentially top five this year um, as an, as a teenager, essentially um, she's unbelievable. She is a phenom. She went 392. Unbelievable. That made me feel good because um, if I can guess about what the pros are going to get, then that means that my estimation of myself and my own talents and my own abilities are probably even a little bit better than they would be of other people, right? So I have a pretty good idea of what now I can do on this workout. Um, let's talk about how this workout looks for me and my skill set. Answer, bad. Answer's bad, guys. Okay. And not bad in the sense of like some of you listening who would maybe approach this workout because it's very doable. And again, we talked about this last week as well in CrossFit. They like to make the first work, uh, the first week sort of doable for everyone, right? If I put, if I gave you 10 minutes to figure out how to do a wall walk, you could bump out three and you could pick up the dumbbell and you could do 12 reps and then you could do box jumps, go back to the wall. There is no muscle ups or, um, crazy heavy bar that you wouldn't be able to lift. Like this is a very accessible workout to the masses. Makes everybody feel good because they can participate. Yes, I'm better than um, most people, right, at this because I'm training to be better than most people. In the end, and we'll get to this in a second, my score was top 5% in the world, right? That's pretty good. You, you take 100 random people from the comp who signed up to do this competition, hundred random men that is. Um, and I'm going to be one of the top five to finish that out of every 100 group of men. That's good. Right. And we've talked about that. The next level um, standard to get there is top 10%. So I'm well under that line. But when we're talking about being competitive against other people who are competitive, this is a bad workout for me. Why is that? One, your boy, Tyler Kluver, is not built for aerobic workouts, right? This is an aerobic workout. We're talking anything past the 10 or 12 minute mark, it starts to get more aerobic, meaning this is a cardio focused workout, right? We need our lungs to work for a little bit longer of a time. This isn't a, this isn't a short two or three minute sprint. This isn't even a middle range eight to 12 minute workout where you can kind of stave off some of that, you know, you know, that fat oxidation that's going to be used for a longer term workout. No, this is a, this is a 15 minute set of pace. And how long can you hold on with your VO two max and VO two max is not my forte. I'm working on it. We will get better. I'm going to grind the fuck out of it for next year. It's probably my least my least good capacity, right? And when we're talking capacity, we're looking at how well can you lift heavy weights? How well can you do gymnastics? CrossFit gymnastics specifically are pull-ups, handstand walking, anything on your hands, uh, chest-to-bar pull-ups, bar and ring muscle-ups, and toes-to-bar. So heavy lifting, gymnastics, and then the three areas of cardio, which are short, extremely fast, middle range, and long. So there's basically five capacities, and they get combined, right? This was almost exclusively long aerobic, my worst of the five. 
So not only did they throw out a workout for the worst of my five capacities, but they put two movements in in there that were going to bother the two injured parts of my body. Nonetheless, drum roll, please. As I mentioned, I scored top 5% in the world. Your boy, Tyler Kluver, finished out of 150,000 men, 7,728. 7,728th in the world with a score of just over nine rounds, 274 reps. Nine rounds plus the three wall walks on the front end. And then I got to the dumbbell and got one dumbbell rep in. And I was very pleased with that. In my mind, my prediction was, hey, if I can get through, I know I can get through eight rounds. I don't know how far into the ninth round I can get, right? Turns out I completed that whole ninth round and got into the 10th. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very, very proud of that. Um, Especially considering all the things we just talked about, how this potentially could be the worst of the three weeks for me with some movements that I was trying to sort of nurse and baby. So I didn't get further injured. I'm happy with it. 7,728. Again, that is top 5% in the world. Um, when it comes to last week, we set some goals, right? We want to be top 3000 in the world. When it's all said and done, right? Obviously, I didn't get top 3,000 for this individual workout. We'll talk about that in a second. I wanted to be top 3,000 in the world and top 2,000 in the United States. When we look at those numbers, I was 2,330th in the United States. In this workout alone, in Iowa, which is the other leaderboard I sort of like to follow, there's a lot of, you know, because that's a lot of people that I know. There's a lot of people that are living the same lifestyle, living in the same state, doing the same kind of things as me, right? There's a like demographic there. I placed 40th in the state in this workout. Out of all the men, you know, there's probably hundreds, maybe, maybe even a couple thousand men in the state of Iowa that signed up to do this, I got 40th in the workout. And I'm very proud of that as well. I am in no, no way satisfied about this. And um, probably the least satisfied in my world placing, which again, hard to really control that. But I did not think that that many people, I mean, this is sort of based on some previous data. Usually where you place in the United States, you double that. And that's about where you'd place in the world, right? So 2,300 in the, in the U.S. would be about 4,600th in the world, but I was actually 3,000 off of that, all the way up to 7,728. I'm okay with that because here's how the scoring sort of shakes out um, in the CrossFit Open. In a fitness competition, CrossFit specifically, you are it's sort of like a decathlon um, in track, which is maybe what people are a little bit more familiar with. You are rewarded for consistency. Can you be good at lifting heavy weights? Can you be good at the three aerobic timeframes? Um, and these are very, these aren't like just set and specific. They don't actually like name these things. I'm just, this is the way I'm describing the five to you. 
Um, can you be good at the gymnastics e stuff, right? Um, in the, in the upper levels of CrossFit, you could probably add a third one in there and, uh, or a sixth one in there, which is like, can you be good with odd objects, right? Sleds, sandbags, Atlas stones, weird stuff, rope climbs. Um, usually how this works again, rewarded for consistency. Most people, right. Are not going to be super consistent. It's just the way it works. There's going to be very few people who, uh, for example, I play 7,728th in the first workout. It would be, it would be very interesting. Um, most people, even competitively, are not going to place in the in that exact spot or around that spot for the other three workouts too, right? The goal as a competitive athlete is to be someone who can be pretty consistent across the board, right? So can I place 7,000th or better on these next three weeks? And by doing so, there's a ratio that sort of starts to play out. Your average placing in a specific workout, or say in four weeks, we have a total of those four average placings. Let's say I somehow did the magical thing and I placed in the exact same spot in the world all four weeks. And let's just call it 7,000th. Um, exactly for number's sake, I would then have a total of 28,000 points. Again, an average of 7,000th in a workout. But because of that consistency and the way that, and a few other factors where um, some people are just really good at one thing and then they're not very good at other things. Some people can't even do certain movements. So they fall down the leaderboard because they have to scale the workout. Some people get hurt. Some people, this, that, or the other thing. Your overall placement is going to be lower than your average workout placement. At the top, you'll see ratios of two to one, right? If you have a total score uh, or, or an average placing of, let's say, 200th in the world, there's a good chance you'll actually place like top 100 in the world. There's a decay factor for that ratio. Um, that sort of plays out to where at my place on the leaderboard, it's more like 0.3 to 0.4 that you would take off to then find your overall placing. Example, if I averaged 7,000th over the next three weeks or four weeks, I would actually place about 4,000th in the world. So we're not too far off the goal. If you remember last week's podcast, I talked about um, top 3,000. That's the goal top 3,000 in the world. And I'm really, really not too far off, especially if we look back in four weeks and this was the worst workout of my four, which I, I truly believe it might be. So I feel good about it. We'll talk about some final thoughts at the end. And this is already past 20 minutes, which I said it wasn't going to be. Oh, um, let's talk a little bit about next, uh, the next few weeks, right? There's two weeks left. And the way that CrossFit works, we, we talked a little bit about this last week, was there are some themes, some uh, consistencies, some patterns that show up in the CrossFit Open each year. Um, we train for the unknown and the unknowable, right? The workout could be any time frame, any movement, any rep scheme. But we do generally know some patterns that happen, right? And the first week sort of followed that pattern, accessible to everybody. 
right? The movements were not super hard. It was a longer workout, which is usually um, the, the first workout of the open is usually a medium to long workout. And it used box jumps and wall walks and dumbbell snatch, which are all sort of usually seen earlier in the open week by week. In the next week, tomorrow, actually, about this time, they'll probably be announcing a workout that most likely has burpees in it. There's a very, very good chance that there's burpees in it. There's a good chance that it will be a little bit shorter or it will be partitioned in a way where there will be shorter sprints of maybe three or four minutes and then you get a minute rest um, or there's some sort of rest built in. So it will be a little bit more towards those medium work uh, uh, distance timeframes. There's a good chance that there will be a barbell in the workout. It could be overhead squats. It could be snatches. It could be clean and jerks. Um, All things that are, that are good for me generally. Burpees are definitely a good thing for me. I in CrossFit, I'm not a shorter athlete. I'm actually on the taller side of, of competitive athletes, maybe just above average, but I've been a short guy all my life in other aspects. And I've gotten really good at burpees and, um, those will benefit me. Not only that, but my knee and back are feeling as good as they have even better than last week when we went into the workout. So I'm feeling really, really healthy. I'm feeling very, very fit. And I'm very excited because I truly believe the next two weeks, more than likely three events in those two weeks will all be better for me than this first week. And when I think about my places on the leaderboard, 7,700th in the world, top 2,300 in the United States, top 40 in Iowa, improving on all those, maybe being top 5,000 in the world or top 4,000, you know, how far can I push that? How far can I push it in the USA? Could I be top 1,500? Could I creep towards a top 1,000 score in the US? And then in Iowa alone, could I go top 20? Could I get some crazy score where I score in the teens, right, and really bring that average placing down? or up if you want to call it that way. Um, And could I do that for the next three workouts combined? Where can I take this? I'm very, very excited. Um, You know, let's get into some final thoughts here again. I am happy about the first week. I'm not satisfied, but what I am is my competitive fire for not just the next two weeks into quarterfinals. Quarterfinals is going to be a whole other beast, and I can't wait to take you guys through that. But for the next year of training is really, really burning hot because if I can, and I have full confidence that I will place around the top 3000 in the, in the world, top above the top 2000 in the United States, that puts me in a place where I'm in reach. I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not truly competitive in CrossFit yet but I'm within reach and one year's time with the right amount of dedication and work and training plan. And I, and I could be there. I really could be there. And when you see the 10 mile path start to lighten up a little bit, 
you start to see the path and the, and the, the, the brush starts to clear, right? You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Not that next year is the end, you know, the end all be all of my CrossFit career. Cause I'd like to really continue this for the next, you know, however many years I could do it. But when you start to see a path to the goal, it illuminates itself a little more and it feels more in, in reach that fire burns hotter and brighter. And I am fired up. Um, so yeah, I feel good. Week one went well. I stayed healthy. I put up a score that I'm proud of. And I know that in a one and done scenario, meaning I only try the workout once. Um, and I really didn't, you know, I didn't look at a lot of people who did the workout or got, I didn't get any tips. I got as much as I could, but not a whole lot. Um, sure. If I did that workout again, could I eke out 10 more reps? Maybe, but I'm, I'm very, very, very happy with where I'm at. And, uh, I'm excited moving forward. Uh, that's about it. We will, again, I have that same sort of excitement about tomorrow's workout, even more so because I know it's going to be good for me. I know. And, and this week let's go. I get to work out with my boy, Cole fish, Cole Fisher, who is a former teammate of mine. He's two years older than me, played linebacker at the university of Iowa and is into CrossFit now. He's very good. He beat me by nine reps on the first workout. So we're like kind of close to each other in CrossFit. It'll be a great way to push myself. And he has a couple other training partners that he works out with who are just a step better than me. So like I said, you know, you always want to be in a room where you're not the smartest, you're not the fittest, you're not the richest, you're not the strongest, you're not the most fit, your straight, your faith isn't the best, right? Because being with people who are better than you elevates your performance. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If I can spend time with guys who are a little bit fitter than me, it's going to elevate me. It's going to push me to go to their level. And I'm very excited about that. We'll be hitting the workout Friday morning and uh, I couldn't be more excited. So week one of the open, that's a wrap. Um, we'll do this same sort of breakdown every week. And uh, at the end, I'm going to be telling you, I placed top 3000 in the world. I placed top 2000 in the United States. And for the state of Iowa, I'd really like to say I placed top 25. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, uh, if that's reachable though, maybe top 30, top 30. Um, I still went 30 minutes on this thing. Thank you guys for listening. Hope that all made sense. Find something that fires your passion up like CrossFit does for me. It truly is an amazing North star for my personal fitness goals. And it makes every day so fun. It makes every day amazing. Training's amazing. And to top it all off, today is a 68 degree day. The, sh the sun is shining. I went on a walk with my shirt off. It was warm. The, the, the vitamin D, the vitamins right into my skin. Spring is around the corner. It's just, it's a great day to be alive. Let's have one. I'll talk to you next week. Peace.